Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. All right, it's May 17th, and we still don't have an assistant coaching staff in full at the University of Illinois. Scott Ritchie, when is this going to happen? Well, it really has to happen sooner than later. You know, June is coming, and with that, you know, means on-campus visits, on-the-road recruiting. Brad Underwood probably has to have his staff in place for that. All right, get the latest from Ritchie in this week's podcast, Inside Atlanta Basketball. Plus, we'll get some recruiting tips and some schedule advice from our beat writer too. Come back after these messages. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On The Money Radio Show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400. Pia Sports Bar and Grill presents Inside Illini Basketball. Pia Sports Bar is the number one Illini sports enthusiast bar in Champaign, hosting bus shuttles to all Illini basketball home games, serving up the best wings, beers, never-ending nachos, and mouth-watering burgers. Come visit Pia Sports Bar and Grill and try our famous Grand Slam Burger while watching your favorite game. Pia Sports Bar and Grill is located at 1609 West Springfield Avenue in Champaign. Come be a part of the party at Pia's. Oh, good morning, Scott Ritchie. You know I'm a happy fella this morning on a, on a gloomy Monday here in Champaign. You know why? Because College Basketball Extra returned to my News Gazette on Sunday. I mean, it's a big deal. Darn tootin' it is. And it was about time. I mean, Yeah. Well, I'm not the one to make those decisions, but it'll be a, you know, as usual, a semi-regular feature throughout the rest of the spring and summer. And, you know, usually by, you know, August, we shift gears and it's more towards, you know, the actual season. But a full page college basketball coverage Mm. at least every other Sunday. What? I know it's. I know there's golf going on. I know there's tennis going on. I know uh, we're, t- we're talking spring football still, but doggone it, we're a basketball town. I need my basketball coverage in the News Gazette. Well, I was going to say, there's going, I believe the plan is for a college football extra to alternate Sundays. Is this inside Illini football or is this inside Illini basketball? Well, what are you talking about? It's the latter, but you know, got to you know, give space for, for Colin Likas to inform us uh, on all things college football as well, but – Basketball is certainly our focus today. All right, I'm Jim Marasso, Vice President of News at the News Gazette. As always on Mondays, joined by Scott Ritchie, our award-winning beat writer, AP Top 25 voter. He's already working on next year's ballot. Who knows what that's going to be? Because every week in your list makes me want to change who's going to win the Big Ten even. Right now I got Michigan winning the Big Ten. You're going to tell me I'm wrong. You told me Indiana's going to win the Big Ten. Indiana? Like maybe, and I, I'm not moving off of Michigan as a 
Big Ten title contender either. I mean, I think they might have the most talent, but it's gonna it's a younger Michigan team. So we'll see how they all kind of come together. But uh, I mean, I was sort of skeptical of the Mike Woodson hire when it was made at Indiana, um, just because he'd been in the NBA for decades and you know hadn't been at Indiana since he played at Indiana with Isaiah Thomas. Like that was a long time ago. Um, what are you saying? That I'm old? Well, yeah. But also, he's, you know, with the moves he's made, uh, just in the, what, two months maybe since he was hired, month and a half, like, Indiana looks good. I mean, they, I mean, the big thing was he talked Trace Jackson Davis into coming back. I mean, that there's your, you know, potential Big Ten player of the year right there. Um, and then, you know, some other guys, you know, came out of the portal and they've made some really key additions, you know, both freshmen in terms of, you know, Tamar Bates. It was a, a four-star prospect, you, you know, decommitted from Texas after the coaching change there. It's going to wind up in Bloomington. And then they hit the portal, you know, hard. Got Xavier Johnson from Pitt, uh, your favorite player, Miller Cop from Northwestern. And then, you know, today I had another transfer, a seven-foot center from South Florida and Michael Durr, who, I mean, I don't know if he's going to be, like, super impactful, but – his presence would also allow Trace Jackson Davis to finally play power forward occasionally. All right, as it should be. Basketball good again in the state of Indiana. Purdue is going to be loaded. They're a Big Ten contender. Indiana uh, made the right hire, it turns out. Boy, I can tell you with a lot of my relatives and friends that live in Indiana, they were beside themselves when my when the Woodson hire was announced. Well, they all wanted Brad Stevens. Well, they just wanted somebody big-named, right? They didn't want an old dude like you said. But uh, he has his connections, and maybe the high school coaches in the state will respond. All right, uh, this is not inside Hoosier basketball, Richie. Oh, it's well, inside Illini basketball. So let's focus back to who the heck is coaching the team these days. Do we have any updates from last week? Well, none from last week, uh, which I think has made some Illinois fans feeling a bit nervous. You know, the longer this plays out with you – know, an opening on the coaching staff, and there's one current and another probably coming as all th- three assistants from the number two team in the country are going to be elsewhere you know, by next season, probably. You know, Orlando Antigua, Chen Coleman left for Kentucky, Stephen Gentry. The rumors persist that he's headed, quote-unquote, home to Gonzaga. Um, so that's kind of wild. I'm not sure, you know, when, when's the last time a number one seed in the NCAA tournament lost its all three assistants in the offseason. But Chester Frazier's still the only, like, hire, and he's gone to work on the recruiting trail. I mean, Elmo's offered, you know, multiple players in the 2022 class and then today a player in the 2024 class. But no, like, movement on getting Chester Frazier some colleagues in Champaign other than Brad Underwood. Although uh, the new offer today... It's to a 2024 wing out of Arkansas, uh, Dallas Thomas. And in his tweet, you know, saying thanks for the offer, talks about his discussion with Coach Alexander. So you know, Jeff Alexander spent the last four years as assistant to the head coach and just a, an off-the-court, non-recruiting staff role. So you can look at it two ways. Either you know, Jeff Alexander is going to be promoted, which uh, – I think he probably will be, but it hasn't officially happened yet. Or it's just the fact 
when you lose assistants, then other staff can step up and fill you know, a recruiting role. Uh, but don't be surprised if Jeff Alexander will be a, a full on-court slash recruiting assistant for next season. But that still leaves one more, and who knows who will take it. All right, all of Lincoln would be celebrating wildly if that news comes sooner. If you follow Chester Frazier on Instagram, he seems to be a social media player, which you need to be these days. Have to be. Have to be, but he's good at it. His love of Illinois is clear. Says he's changed a little bit since he's been here last. But uh, your immediate impressions of uh, Old Chester and his role? I mean, I think it was a a good, smart hire by Brad Underwood. You know, because Underwood has you know, talked about you know kind of what he's looking for. You know, as he fills out his coaching staff, and one of the things was you know someone that wants to be at Illinois and help the program win. And Chester Frazier certainly checks both of those boxes you know, really well. Um, and then you know the fact that. You know, he's going into his 10th season as an assistant coach, and the first nine were all at a high major program. Like, he's not, this is nothing new for him. Like, he's had to recruit, you know, at a high major level since he started as an assistant, and that's not, you know, the typical route. And then he obviously understands what Illinois basketball can be um, and is, perhaps, and, you know, he wants the program to be successful. So I think. You probably couldn't have gotten, you know, a better hire, you know, in that regard. And you know, he's a definitely a fit for Underwood. Sort of in terms of scheme and personality, like aggressive, hard nosed, defense first. Like he'll fill that role on the among the assistants, kind of being you know focused on on that side of the court. It's a big day for inside Illinois basketball because our usual producer Ed Bond is on vacation. Or he's been suspended. We don't know. We're trying to get clarification on that. But the one and only Scott Beatty is producing this show. And besides producing, he has some questions he needs answered from you. Okay, really? Yes. (laughs) All right. I didn't know the producer was even allowed to speak. The first question that Scott submitted to me late last night, I got him about 2 2 a.m. He he texted me. Okay. That's just when I'm starting to wind down. (laughs) These are these are like the Brad Underwood texts you get. I have a feeling mm-hmm. Coach Underwood also texts me a lot. Yeah, these last second questions. Last week's decommitment. Not a surprise. That wasn't the question. You didn't let me finish. Okay, I'll All just right. I'll put that out there first. Was it a surprise? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I mean not really. You know, AJ Store, like his quote unquote guy on the, the coaching staff was Chen Coleman, and. Uh, well, Chen's not here anymore. So, and the, there's also the fact that, like, he had a really has had a really good spring on the AAU circuit. We'll get more opportunities this summer to kind of show what he can do. And I, I wouldn't be surprised to see more high major offers coming in. In fact, they already have because when he committed to Illinois, his high major offers were Illinois, Virginia Tech, and Ole Miss. And since he, I think, literally within like an hour of him decommitting he got an offer from Porter Moser at Oklahoma and then everybody's favorite Will Wade has also offered since that's going to keep happening um, now there's a bit of a connection I, he had the offer from G- Virginia Tech Chester Frazier knows a little bit about him in, in that regard then but uh, you know he said he'd leave Illinois as an option but like 
it's not with great frequency that someone decommits and then winds up recommitting back to that original program. You're telling me an assistant coach, an assistant, mind you, has that kind of sway on a recruit that if he were to leave, the recruit's going to leave too. And that's an assistant. We're not talking a head coach. Doesn't yeah. sound right. Doesn't add up to me, Scott Ritchie. Well, that's sort of the reality. I mean, there's a relationship between AJ Store and Brett Underwood too, but I think you know, Chin Coleman was from talking with him was the guy like he was most comfortable with because you know, he talked with him the most. So yeah, it's it's not an uncommon thing anymore. All right, uh, I'm starting to get fed up with those two guys who are in Kentucky now. All right, I so liked them. I was all right with them when they left, but doggone the. The other recruit picked Kentucky. Illinois was mentioned, the Creighton transfer. Uh, Creighton decommit. He never actually Whatever. wound up yeah. in. But in I'm Omaha. mad. Yeah, Ty Ty Washington. I mean. When does the honeymoon end? When do the Illinois fans stop saying nice things about those two? Wow, that was about a month ago. Okay. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> Once kind of the, the rumors started that they were, that first, you know, I think they were fine. It was like Orlando Antigua was sort of you know, thinking about going back to Kentucky. He was a John Calipari guy. That made sense. But then when it became both assistants, that's when there was maybe no love lost anymore. All right. Uh, Keep uh, up to date at LineHQ.com, 6 a.m. every morning for the past, like, four years. Good morning, Illini Nation. Unique content from Scott Ritchie. Check it out every morning, even on the weekends when the rest of us are sleeping. Uh, You delved into the NBA draft, which I can't get enough of, by the way. All right, June 22nd is when the big lottery order is determined. Io not going to be a player in that part of the draft, but uh, you said I mean did. probably not. All right, what do you mean probably? Well, I mean there's the combine and then you know individual team workouts still to come in the next uh, two months. Really, the draft's not until July. Uh, where I mean, never say never. Like maybe he could improve his draft stock, sneak into the back end of the lottery. It's, it's unlikely. I think you know somewhere in the twenties is probably where he'll ultimately wind up. But like he could just go into these, go into the combine, go into these workouts, splash a ton of threes, show good decision making with the ball in his hands, and teams would be like, okay, yeah, maybe I like that. Kofi, uh, give me his draft stock update, please. There's a chance he gets drafted, and it that's would be, all you got. I mean, it'd be at the probably end of the second round. Okay. Uh, the one thing that continues to work against him, and like you know, he is, you know, he showed last year. You know, he's more efficient around the basket. Um, rebounded at you know a really good clip. But what hasn't changed is the fact that there's just not many players like him in the NBA anymore. Like, his skill set doesn't match with kind of what organizations want. Yeah. Or at least very few. Like, his best bet is, like, it's a team that he's got to hope that it's a team that will use him properly. And there's not a lot of teams that use, like, traditional centers anymore. All right. Roster in flux, obviously. Here's good news for Illini fans uh, in Richie's College of Basketball Extra. He came up with his top ten transfer portal pickups in the Big Ten, two of them at Illinois. Yeah, it's right. the first one, Alfonso Plummer, the, the transfer guard from Utah, uh, fills a need, obviously, with Adam Miller leaving for LSU. Uh, that 
know, it's another shooter, you know, to spread around the perimeter with, you know, to work off of Andre Curbelo drive and kick opportunities. And he's also, you know, a super senior. So he's comes in with experience. You know, he's played at, at Utah the last two years. Not going to be scared off by the Big Ten. Question number two from Scott Beatty. Let me interrupt you. Okay. Have you ever watched Utah basketball on television? I think I watched like part of one game last year. It's like I mean, got to stay up late to watch the Pac-12, and sometimes I just want to go to bed. It's weird. Pac-12 it's a weird arena. At, at Plus Utah, the fans weren't there, but it's just it's as if you're watching a game on Saturn. I mean, Utah kind of looks like Saturn a little bit. It's it's beautiful, actually. It has rings around it. <laughs> you needed to get out more often, Richie. Beautiful. Utah is a beautiful state. To drive through. I didn't. Well, I didn't say it was ugly. I was just. I've never been to Utah. You called it Saturn. I, well, I, anyway, Every Utah planet. basketball is late at night, and it just it still doesn't scream Pac twelve or whatever number they play in to me. Well, they actually do have twelve in the Pac twelve, okay. as opposed to the Big Ten that has such. fourteen. Yeah, I mean shooting travels. Omar Payne checking in at number seven. Alfonso Plummer is number four on Richie's list yeah. of top ten. By the way, and and Payne like. Could like vault up the list in terms of like maybe importance, depending on what Kofi Coburn decides. Because if Kofi leaves, then like Omar Payne is your starting center next season for Illinois, and will get the opportunity he didn't get the last two years at Florida when he was behind Kerry Blackshear and then behind Colin Castleton. But if Kofi comes back, then like you have two like legit centers, and like they'll both play and that's he'll still play an important role, but. If Kofi doesn't come back, and like, who knows? And I, I don't feel great about that op- option for Illinois. Yeah. Like Omar Payne's going to have to be like a dude. All right, uh, not on this list. Anybody from Iowa? I bring that up because I I saw the Big Ten released its uh, not schedule, but its opponents list last week. Yeah, I don't Ill- think the, I don't think Iowa's added any transfers. Ill- they've lost a lot of people too. So what I'm getting to, if you let me finish. Is Illinois gets to play Iowa twice next year, at least twice. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's good. It is, and they should have played twice in the regular season last year. If like the Big Ten understood, like that's the rivalry you want to promote because they hate each other. Plus, it's going to be a beatdown this year. I, I Iowa could. I mean, I don't know what they're going to do. To be honest. They're going to have to hope for, like, Joe Wieskamp has to come back. Like, if he decides to stay in the draft, then, like, Iowa's goose is cooked. Because C.J. Frederick's gone. Like, Jordan Bohannon's back. Congratulations. Uh, he just They'll just make the rest of the Big Ten hate you more. He's a, a lightning rod in the conference. Um, and not for his, you know, support of other athletes getting, you know, the option to you know, monetize their name, image, and likeness. I approve of that, but you know, he says some things on the social medias that other fan bases sort of uh, dislike. But yeah, I like they're gonna have to hope for like Keegan Murray to really kind of have a breakout sophomore year. Some combination of McCaffrey kids to play better, um, but I think the, the animosity will still exist between Illinois and Iowa, and that, that's good for the conference. All right, the best part of college basketball extra, and Scott Beatty may not be uh, in the the know about Scott Ritchie's strange love of data. 
I mean, it's weird. It's at a weird level. I think it's at a a level sort of consistent with the fact that advanced metrics are used and seen as very important by a lot of people in basketball. Advanced what? Metrics. Mm. Like sabermetrics, but like for basketball. Anyway, Scott Ritchie loves his data. He he brought it back this week with uh, something called usage rate. Yeah, it's a simple one. It's just literally the percentage of possessions that a player is used when they're on the court. Uh, so uh, looking at last year's numbers, I would assume who had the highest usage rate uh, on the mm-hmm. Illinois roster. Surprise. But uh, he was used on 30% of Illinois' possessions. Kofi Coburn was next. Who tracks usage rate? Do they have a usage rate manager? I mean, I honestly don't know where the, the numbers come from. But they just they arrive at my doorstep, and I use them. Uh, Kofi Coburn was second. Then Andre Kirbala was third. And yeah, he was the only other Illinois player with a usage rate over 20%. Uh, if you don't count Brandon Lieb, whose usage rate was 44%, but only because he played so few minutes. I mean that's a huge number, but you have there's context involved. I think Elvin Hayes had a good usage rate, or could he just ball? All right, that's when basketball players knew how to play. Scott Reggie they didn't worry <laughs> about their usage rate. All right, did Magic <laughs> worry about his usage rate? He would have if it was a thing when he was playing. Um, Elvin Hayes, like you went, I went really old school, way back for well, that. Well, Beatty's kind of old, so I had to even impress him. A little bit. Okay. I mean, I imagine. You had me at metrics. <laughs> I imagine Elvin Hayes' usage rate would have been pretty high. Like, he was a a focal point for a lot of the teams he played for. He's a pretty good player. Hey, do I have to keep texting you these questions, or I could just ask what's right? J- jot them down on that uh, that notepad you have. All right. I'll, I'll jot it down. There's a couple more i got to get to yet before this podcast. Mercif comes to an end we'll see if we can jam that in there uh, Andre Curbelo has emerged like his coach calls him an alpha but he's been the offseason alpha so many of the decisions uh, made at Illinois are connected to his presence what? true or false yeah. both I mean I don't know It's he is now the face of the program like that baton has been passed from Iota Sumu to Andre Curbelo. So he's at the, the focal point of what Illinois is going to do. And like, you could look at everything that's happened around him. Like he's not the reason the coach has left. So that doesn't make any sense. Um, can't say for certain that his presence had anything to do with Adam Miller departing. If it might've, but he's going to be back, at least as of Monday, May 17th, because you never know these days. I got a real and question. He, he's going to be at the heart of what Illinois does for the next – I mean, technically he could play four more years if he wanted to. I got a real question from Scott Beatty this time. Okay. Which he actually you did jot it down. The kid from Syracuse uh, took to social media uh, – to say he had limited uh, or he had picked four finalists um, later this week, maybe tomorrow. Am I getting that right? Scott's question. Thursday. Thursday. He's is, announcing Thursday. Is Quincy G, we like to call him. 
because you can't pronounce his last name. Coming to Illinois. <laughs> uh, it's Quincy Garrier, uh, and I mean, maybe I would probably put some money on Oregon being a a real contender because they were also one of his three finalists, what, three years ago, along with Illinois and Syracuse. Uh, obviously, he picked Syracuse, but uh, Oregon has – you know, a guy that we talked about in the last couple of weeks, Mike Menga, that has recruited the the heck out of Canada, and that's where that's where Quincy's from, and would be the reason I think he'd wind up in Eugene. But you know, never say never. On Thursday at three p.m. Central Time, we'll know for sure. But I think Oregon probably has to be considered a, a legit option, and then you know, Arizona State and Memphis are also in the mix as well, but. I can see kind of Illinois, Oregon being the, again, at the top. Thank you, Marcus. Like, I could just, like, I could break everyone's heart to say, like, I feel like he's going to go to Oregon and just not even mention Illinois, but. Okay. Hey, congratulations to DeMonte Williams. Uh, uh, went through the graduating ceremonies last week. Anybody else? Zach Griffith. Zach Griffith. Pride of Fisher. Pride of Fisher. Nice work. Always a fun time. Yeah, Did I see um, Frank uh, next to Demonte. Yeah, there's pictures? a picture of. You gotta get to talk to Frank for me. All right, it's been a while. Frank, if you're listening to this, give Scott Ritchie a call. We'd like to see what's up. Yeah, and I've talked with him before. It's been a while, and even then, like Demonte was still in high school. Like Frank was just sort of wanted Demonte. I mean, it's it's his thing. I don't know. He didn't want it to be. He wanted him to be DeMonte, not just Frank's kid. So I, I can understand that. And, and Frank's, you know, he's kept to himself before that anyway. But. All right. All right uh, Storylines for the upcoming week. If I were to ask for three, Mr. Ritchie, what, the, what three would those be? Illinois only, please. Well, you have to think that Brad Underwood would hire an assistant coach or two at least one this week. I mean, we're getting closer to that June 1st, not quite a deadline deadline where things have to happen. But yeah, just not m- making any moves on that last week was maybe a bit of a surprise. So I would, I could see maybe a resolution to the assistant coaching thing this week. That's one. Quincy Garrier is going to announce his decision. Could be Illinois. We also, you know, Trey Mitchell, the UMass transfer, you know, released his top six last week. Illinois is involved. Um, some other high major programs in there. LSU, of course, I think they're in the running for everyone. Uh, Georgia, and then Bryant, for some reason, made his top six. I Maybe mean, he just wants to stay on the East Coast, I guess. Um, it kind of. Thought that he'll be nearing a decision, so it could happen this week. Okay, that's two. There's pancake breakfast mm. on Saturday, so that one's actually going to happen. These yeah. are uh, these are two. The first two were like, okay, maybe, but uh, Kwanis, yeah, pancake breakfast, oh, yeah, Bromley Hall on campus. Show up, you'll see Scott Ritchie there. Get there early. Ask him about recruiting. He loves those those questions. I I, I really. Do. 
there has never been a beat writer who doesn't wince when asked about recruiting. Why is that? Because it's a circus. Like, and there's literally in, in anything that happened, and you're, you know, following the thoughts and whims of teenagers. So, certainly a stable thing to to write about. All right, that pancake breakfast. I think at uh, maybe seven a.m. Uh, Steve Kelly, Lauren Tate, going to be broadcasting live from there. So, go say hi to them. Ed Bond might be back. He will be. One of the producers of this podcast will be there. <laughs> All right. And one of them is very excited about the pancakes. Really good. And sausages, if you're into that. It's really good. How about that? All right, Scott. Hey, back to that schedule real quick before I let you go. Uh, the Big Ten schedule. Uh, did Illinois come out a winner or loser uh, in the uh, play one scene? Well, it's not so such you know cut and dried, I think. I mean, I think like there are two plays – not great because they get Michigan twice, Michigan State twice, Maryland twice. Um, teams that are going to be, in theory, pretty good. Um, but only have to play Wisconsin once at home, I believe. That's a win. Only get Indiana once, so that's probably not a bad thing because Indiana could be pretty good. So, I mean, there's some positives and negatives to it. But All right. As a fan, I would rather uh, see good games. So I'm kind of fired up that they get to play those contenders twice i wish they would play indiana twice of course yeah and i think i don't Illinois indiana used to be a used to be kind of or not a with the rivalry i don't think it has quite that right that same feel to it anymore. both programs can take part of that blame for uh slipping lately till illinois last. first then kind of yep. indiana after all right scott ritchie as always Man, I appreciate the time on this Monday and uh, can't wait to do it again next week and uh, dive deeper in some data that you will unearth in Sunday's news video. And if I don't, I'll have some for you anyways because oh. I, I know how much you enjoy all these mm. little statistical details that are pretty good out there. All right, Scott Ritchie, see you next Monday.